This episode is brought to you by Bullet Wealth. It's a new YouTube channel. It's got a lot of interesting facts about like financial advice. It's hosted by Scott Merrick. He's the owner of Maya Wealth, a wealth management company. And so he has the experience and the know-how. It's very entertaining. You can get a nice little financial segmented education if you go to Bullet Wealth on YouTube. Check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. It is the underwear with the dual pouch system. One pouch for one part of the male anatomy, another for the other part of the male anatomy. Not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns. The fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that Sheath provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheath. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with Keith Cassell. He's an entrepreneur, MMA fighter. And I, from what I've seen on, you know, like Facebook, you are into animal rescue or dog training. Yeah, so we have a, a dog training business, and then we have a nonprofit service dog organization. What is what is the nonprofit? Uh, so it's it's Positive Pack Service Foundation, um, and our mission really is to train service dogs um, and therapy dogs for children with disabilities whether mental or physical. Yeah, um, I, I saw some of that on your feed. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I, I, I did an interview with Liz Carmouche a couple months ago now, and she, I don't know if, how familiar you are with her or what she oh, does, yeah. but they're doing a lot of uh, dog training for serv service dogs for like uh, probably military veterans yeah. and stuff, but you yours is for like... Um, children that are yeah in need yeah so so we wanted to we, at first we started out with it was anybody with physical or mental disabilities whether veterans um people with you know any any other people um and more so because my mom was murdered in 2007 uh wow. and that she was an air force veteran um and that really changed the path of my life wow. um, so we wanted to we wanted to help battered women with service dogs, all that stuff. And then recently, um, after doing a lot of research with the market and stuff like that, I realized that children are underserved and overlooked in that field um, for a variety of reasons. And so we took a turn and we started really working with a lot of children instead of 
more adults. Now we'll 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 train service dogs for adults and stuff like that, but it's been more kids. Wow, that's really honorable of you. Um, I imagine part of the problem with getting kids service dogs might be like financial, you know, because they're kids, mm-hmm. and so. And, you know, looking at your feed on Facebook, it's very just inspirational. I really, I think that you're doing, what you're doing is a great thing. And everyone could use a dog, at least, not everyone maybe, but I know when I got out of the military and I was kind of basically all alone. I had a daughter, but she was kind of yeah. like with her mom and um, you, it can be, it's just hard and a dog can really fill the gap in, in what you might be lacking from a personal uh, level of affection and stuff. What is, like, what is your point of doing it? You know, like what, yeah, you said your mom was murdered in 2007, which is, mm-hmm. wow, that's insane. I couldn't even imagine. Um but in that, how did that lead you into, you know, dogs and, and like service therapy? Um, well, like I said, uh, when that happened, I went down a really bad path, like really bad. I mean, to the like, point where I ended up in prison. I mean, I was into the gangs. I was into all kind of bullshit. Like drugs? You know? and No, d- I never like, got into drugs. It okay. was more so the attention, right? Yeah. Um, it was more so the pain and the anger that I went through that I wanted to take it out on shit, you know? Mm. So, uh, I don't know if I can cuss on this podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, you can yeah. cuss. <laughs> you know, I wanted to, I wanted to take my, take my anger out on everything, you know? And so, um, I would, I would wind up in prison doing, just doing dumb stuff. And, um, eventually it got to the point where I was in Crowley Correctional Facility in about 2014, 15, um, and I seen these dogs running around the facility. I'm like, yo, they got dogs over here. What the heck? You know, and I don't care how tough, how whatever you a person may be. If a puppy walks up to you, what's the first thing you're going to do? Oh, my God, look at this puppy. <laughs> For sure. Without the window. I don't care who you are. Right? Of course. And so I'm like, so I started to feel like different petting this puppy. Right. So I'm like, dang. You're in like the prison at the time. Yeah, okay. prison, we're outside. Yeah, and so I'm like, dang, maybe I should get into the dog program. And you know, homies laughing and stuff like that. And yeah, what? Like, Come on, bro. You uh, know, that's not you know, tough. Man, you know. <laughs> that's not gangster. Right. So anyway, I ended up long story short going over to the other side of of the facility and getting in the dog program. And I was in there for about. I think two weeks, and then I got moved to another facility, uh, which was Trinidad Correctional Facility, which is a minimum restricted facility in Trinidad, Colorado. Um, and there they had the dog program, so I, I jumped right in, you know, and I started to feel different about myself that I was, one, not only um, creating something for me to do, but I was helping change something and or someone's life without even really knowing it. Um, the dogs there were rescues they were strays from uh new mexico here uh oh yeah yeah. valencia probably i'm assuming because we i i've actually been uh my wife and i have rescued dogs for the past since i've been with her essentially Mm -hmm. to the i mean hundreds of dogs and they all came from valencia we were working with this lady here in colorado springs joanne 
uh, something and she, uh, Roof. Her name is Joanne Roof, and she ran New Hope Animal Rescue. Yeah. She's actually under like investigation. There's all these mm-hmm. charges for not like caring for the animals up to yeah. the standard of uh, I think um, the Humane Society or something. So she got some complaints about mm-hmm. her and. Uh, criminal charges but you know she was trying to help the animals which yeah. i'm on like her side she maybe took on a little bit more than she could handle i'm not <laughs> sure but yeah. i know she was saving dogs life from this mm-hmm. new mexico uh, facility she would drive down there and pick them up and bring them back up and adopt them out and hundreds yeah. maybe thousands of dogs you know and yeah. i don't think she i've seen her she's not rich she wasn't like profiting off of it she was right. i think just trying to do something that she found a passion for which sometimes they say no good deed goes unpunished i don't know if that's yeah. true but that's you know the saying and she yeah. is kind of so she had to shut everything down but yeah. my point i, I just uh, you mentioning trinidad and south colorado yeah. and I know that she was getting those dogs. So they were being, you were getting dogs from this New Mexico facility also? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was Raton, New Mexico. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. We were right shelter there. there, and they would bring the dogs over to the facility, and we would train them um, and pretty much rehabilitate them. Wow. And then they would, they would get adopted, right? So now you're, you have this sense of purpose. Yeah, you know? And I sure. felt like, okay, now I, I got something I'm good at, you know? Um, and then they changed the program completely and brought in Freedom Service Dogs, right? Freedom Service Dogs of America, it's a organization down here by me in Centennial. Um, and they train a lot of veteran dogs and stuff like that. Right. Um, so they brought those dogs in there. And so now the program's changed and it's all positive reinforcement. Now you're, now you're um, developing service puppies. And then once they get their, their basic foundation development, they get sent back to Freedom and stuff like that. So I got really good at this, you know, and I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm doing something that, again, is going to help somebody else. How long were you in? Um, I was all together about 20 years altogether. Holy shit. Okay. That is okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I did, I did like a few months and yeah, yeah. I was in and out. I went to the halfway house and all type of stuff, but it just didn't work out. But um, they ended up giving me, letting me see the parole board in 2019 or excuse me 2018 um they literally sentence was all jacked up they fixed it fixed my time and they were like hey you're going to see the parole board and i'm like what you know so now it's like okay and they're like in my case manager's like you're probably going to get out nice. so you better figure it out now and i had put it in my head that after i've been doing you know these dogs and stuff that i didn't want to be that person no more of course being someone who was going to shock the world do things different beautiful um and so i called my my girlfriend who's my wife at the time um who's my wife now and i was like hey i got a chance to come home can i please come live with you on parole you know this is my plan you know and she's like yeah so now i got a chance right yeah so I made sure I finished up my school, I finished up the dog training stuff, and I made my my business plan. And when I got out, I literally created my business, and it was all word of mouth at first. You know, it's just house to house, people, house hey, I can train your dog, can I train your dog. Nice. And we built um, Positive Pack Creations, which is the dog training side, the business obedience side. Um, and then 
while doing that, I'm playing semi-pro football, uh, and then I ended up getting back into martial arts, mixed martial arts, because um, I wanted to compete as myself, like still have a team, but do things by myself, if that makes sense, because you're the only one in that cage. Yeah, yeah, but you have a team training you, and, yeah, and team, yeah. yeah. So um, I took that route, and I started to really think about what I was doing and why, because I feel like everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a path. You meet certain people at a certain time. You do certain things at a certain time, right? Yeah, the and stars so align. Really, yeah, formulate that like, okay, if you use what you're good at to get your mission out, now more people will listen. Yes. Right? So if I go in there and I win, oh, guess what? I get that microphone and I get to say something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so um, those types of things really started happening. But we started the nonprofit in September because I was I didn't want people to pay for dog training. I mean, for the service dogs, these kids anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it's a it's a catch 22. Right. Because yeah. you you have to make money in this in this life in order to get it's along <laughs> yeah but at the same time these people are hurting or they're the, the moms and the dads or the families are paying so much for medical bills i gotta sacrifice in order to help these children everything else will come back around right yes. yeah so we created the nonprofit, and it's like okay yes we we look for corporate sponsors we do a lot of fundraising donations you know and we're trying to get grants and stuff like that but in the meantime Sometimes you have to just go along with whatever path that purpose is on and build there, you know, if that makes sense. So Take one step at a time and have right. faith that everything's going to work out. Kind of like I think yeah. Martin Luther King said, just take yeah. have, have faith, <laughs> take the first step, you know. Um, yeah, this is this is very interesting. And I've seen like some of your posts recently and you have like the mentally. uh yeah, well, the kids. I don't. I don't know what to call them exactly. It's, um, yeah, the Down syndrome. The two Down syndrome boys. Yeah, lack of a better way to put it, they have Down syndrome, and one of them has. Um, he's on the spectrum of autism. Yeah, um, I could see. I would. So, I want them to. I want to give to them. There's something like within me that makes me yeah. want to like help those kids. That's then. That's awesome. I mean, we do. You know, Parker Ford. Yeah. No. Parker Ford is. They call him the Summit County Sasquatch. Okay. Um, he's one of my really good friends. He's in mixed martial arts world as well. Oh, right, right. Um, and he's on that spectrum and stuff like that. And he, he's really trying to kind of back me on that part of it with the whole autism thing. Okay. You know, um, Kel. Kel Conroy. Yeah. He did a fundraiser for us. It didn't really go too well. Um, but he tried. I don't know what the hell Facebook tried to do or people on Facebook, but they they made some some uh, alpha black label shirts um, that had our logo, which is uh, on the other side. Yeah, that logo on there over here. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and then it had the autism spectrum like puzzle pieces and stuff. Interesting. And he made like jerseys and stuff because you know he he does some decent stuff. Oh, he does great and, work for sure. Um, so he he tried to sell them. And then all profit would go to us, but only like six people bought. 
Yeah. But I mean, so. there's there's people backing to help me do these things. It's just like like you said, it's just a day to day, day to day grind. You know? Yeah, I mean, all the like right away, I'm gonna I want to as sheath, I want to support this cause. I mean, even if we'll definitely send some money. I can't guarantee. I don't know what you guys need, but I, I want to back the cause. Just by talking it. to you and hearing your story up to this point, I've yeah. been I've been in jail a um, few times, quite a few times, uh, too many times, <laughs> and uh, you know to be to like learn your lesson. Essentially, mm-hmm. like I was a bad boy, and I did, and I was doing dumb shit that I shouldn't yeah. have been doing, and it all and it. It actually helped me to get my hand burned, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, four months isn't 20 years, but it's long enough to be like, okay, this, I cannot be going down that path. Yeah. And I really didn't even know what I was going to do. I did, definitely d- didn't figure it out while I was in there. I turned 21. It was like, you know, 20 years ago and, <laughs> uh, while I was in there and just kind of started over when i got out got away from the people i was hanging out with love them but i just got a message on messenger from one of the guys i was hanging out with 20 years ago and he's like i'm back in prison and i'm just like fuck dude he couldn't get out of that system the cycle and i mean i guess you know when you're on probation or parole and you get caught back smoking weed or something and I don't know. I, I didn't. I, he didn't tell me what he did. It's funny though, because he messaged me on Facebook, and I guess things have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I was like, "Let me put some money on your books." And he said, "Just send it to my cash app." And I said, yeah. "Okay." So I sent him some money. But point is, I got like out of that scene, mm-hmm. and you know, started over. And to see you doing that, you know, yeah. is 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 inspirational again and you got into like so you've been out for a few years how long yeah three about what four almost four and so you i got off parole and within one year i got off parole and was free beautiful and you you, but in fighting i feel like fighting is a good way to exercise the the, those demons so to speak yeah i mean we had um so jeff cisneros is one of my great mentors as well uh, business-wise, um, and I, I was on his ABM in April, um, uh, Sparta ABM. Okay. okay. Yeah, and so that was my debut. Wow. And I debuted at one one seventy. Uh, probably shouldn't have been fighting that welterweight, but I'm a fucking hog. I don't care, you know. Um, and I lost by decision, but it was to me. It was the look where you were. Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then after losing that, it burned at me because I know I'm good. So then I take the next level and start to really push myself, you know, to get. And then I go out and submit a dude in a minute and 25 seconds at Colorado Combat. Oh, I know. love Triple C, Colorado yeah. Combat Club. Yeah. 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 Eric's my dude, man. I love him too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's, I have, right now I'm working with uh, Jason the Dragon Lee. Yeah, I saw a post. You said yeah, he was. He's he's become my primary trainer, and I'm really excited about that because I know he can take me places. Um, Did you hear about James Krause? This is kind of like breaking news. It came uh, out today. 
He and I've actually had him on the podcast. I'm not sure if you know who he is. I know who he is, but I yeah. what happened. UFC fighter, and he's been coaching like everyone that's winning in the UFC for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Every time you know there's a fight, it feels like you hear his name. But the UFC just published this uh, statement saying anyone that works with him will no longer be able to fight in the UFC as of like a couple hours ago because yeah. on his last fight. Were, uh, that he was coaching somebody Miller, I forget the guy's name, but did, he was injured, and apparently Kraus bet against him, knowing that he was injured. Damn. And then they're starting to see these patterns of yep. where he had been betting on people, and so it, it reminded me of like Pete Rose, mm-hmm. where he was betting against the Reds or something. I know we're slightly off topic, but it was pretty interesting yeah. because that just happened, like. A couple hours ago, Kel actually messaged me. I'm, I'm sitting there on Instagram scrolling. I see it, and then as I'm reading it, Kel messaged me and this other uh, fighter, that David Acosta, he, he mm-hmm. messaged me, and I'm just like, whoa. And I, Because I had Kraus on here. I was talking to him, and he's yeah. fucking cool and shit. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Good hair and just a <laughs> badass. And he was, on, yeah. he was on The Ultimate Fighter. I think he won. And... I I know you messaged me after I had Elijah Smith on. Yeah, here. I love that kid, man. Yeah, he's, he's a very promising future. You know, the son of Gilbert Smith, who was on yep. the Ultimate Fighter two times. I actually I was messaging them earlier just to kind of get more familiar with who you are and stuff. And they mm-hmm. both had really positive things to say about you and Elijah. He was like, "How? Ask him how he got into fighting at like later in life." But I yeah. feel like you kind of answered that. But how did? Yeah, will you tell so, a bit more about that? I, uh, my stepdad or the dad that raised me. Um, I didn't know my real dad. I just met that dude like last year, two years ago. I, Crazy, anyway. jeez, anyway. dude! You've I, had a I, fucking I a, a yeah, deal I, of the I cards on Facebook, and you know. But my my stepdad, my dad that raised me, he was a kickboxer back in the day. Um, he fought like uh, Pat Smith, um, and in kickboxing, got his ass whooped. But whatever, he still <laughs> fought him twice actually. Um, so he he was instrumental in. We thought that I was going to play football in the NFL before I started getting in trouble. You know, I was really big into football and track and field. I was fast as shit, but I always had a chip on my shoulder. I was always into some shit fighting. You know, so um, my dad would work with me, um, my uncle, and then um, there was a guy in, when I was in prison named Rydell Dotson, um, and he was a, a martial artist. He never competed or anything like that, but was a martial artist, and he would always train me while we were away, right? So when I came home the first time, or excuse me, the second time when I came home, um, I started working out at a high altitude. Um, and that was back when Nate Marquardt was there. That was okay. obviously his gym at the time. I don't know if it still is or not. But um, so I was working over there and stuff. And then I was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to keep playing football. And then I ended up going back. Right. And then I run into one of my also favorite people in the whole wide world who has really been instrumental in my change. His name is uh, Taj Ashaid um, and Lamumba Sayers. Um, 
And then um, another dude, <laughs> uh, fuck, what's his name? Tyrone Wright. So Tyrone Wright was a promising mixed martial artist back in the early, newer 2000s, so like 2010 um, to about 2013. Okay. And Tyrone Wright got into a situation where his girl lied on him, said that he beat the crap out of her or whatever, and they ended up sending him to prison. So Tyrone Wright and Taj were at Crowley with me. And I would always be in there just hitting the bag and stuff like that, you know. Um, and uh, another dude named J.J. Villafuerte. Um, they, we were always in there working out. You know, the, while you were in, while you were locked up? Right. Okay. And, yeah. And Taj and Tyrone would see me doing this, and they're like, dude, you got some skill. Have you ever fought before this? And I'm like, no, I just trained a little bit, blah, 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 blah. Let's work with them. So them two worked with me while I was in prison, right? Might as well. Like, that's, I mean, you might as well use your time wisely. Right. So, you know, they would work me on a lot of different stuff. And so, like I said, I had the uh, capabilities because, I mean, and now I'm fighting in prison. I'm in a cell fighting two and three dudes. It's nothing Uh, to go in a cage and fight somebody. I did that shit in the cell. I right, the, the real cage. <laughs> With the referee to, you know, save them up, sure, whether it's sure. me or them. Exactly. Um, and so anyway, fast forward to this time, uh, I said I was playing football, and I wanted to get away from I wanted to still be on the team, but do it myself. And so um, I take my kids over to uh, Premier Martial Arts, um, which is, you know, the basic school uh, belt style martial arts taekwondo i take my son and my daughter in there and they're training and so um i was like man i want to work out too yeah and so i started kind of working up my little belts and stuff like that over there and um austin is the was the uh trainer over there and he owned it um and he was like i know you're 30 and i was 37 at the time He's like, I know you're only 37. Have you ever thought about competing? And I looked at my wife because she told me, no. Uh, you're in the cage. No, you play football, but you're not going in no cage to fight nobody. And so I looked at her and I was like, she got to talk to her, bro. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you should compete. You should really try to compete, you know? That's and cool. so I was like, all right, whatever. And we kept kind of working out there and stuff. And he's like, no, I'm serious, bro. You need to start trying to compete. I'll train you, whatever. Um, and so I put it in my head, like, okay, maybe I can, you know? I like it. And so I was like, all right. So I left Austin, and I ended up going to A1 Boxing and B10 um, with uh, Vern Yearwood, Coach Vern Yearwood. Um, and he started working me and stuff, and he's, he's, he's the same thing. He's like, you know, let's give it you a try. You got something. Yeah. yeah. You got like he's nice. like, well, I want you to fight at 155, but – Mind you, I'm 208 at the time, bro. Oh, my God. I, you know, I'm still linebacker, fullback size. And he's like, well, we're going to have to. I'm like, 155, that's crack addict style. I'm not going that low. Yeah, that you know? seems impossible. Right. So we, so I'm, I'm working my way down. I'm taking it serious, you know, because I'm having fun. I'm, you know, I'm learning a lot, you know. We're, and I went through a lot of shit during that camp. But we get a fight for Sparta. And mind you, Jeff had sponsored my uh, 
original, my first business, the dog training business side. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can kind of, you know, show off a little bit. And, um, so we get ready for that. I, I dropped all the way to 168, weighing wow. at 168. Um, and then, like I said, I lost the, uh, you know, decision, but the, that to answer the question, it was literally just, I've been a fighter all my life, whether it's mentally or physically, I've been fighting all my life. It just, my path led that, led me there. That's wild. I would love to, to, I mean, I've trained and I've been to schools, but I, it's crazy, man. Yeah. The, it, I can't imagine of it all. It's, <laughs> it's, it's wild, man. It's like no high I've ever felt in my life. And I, I've never done drugs. I don't drink none of that shit. And wow. it's just like the feeling of pride that you have from everybody, whether you win or lose. Yeah. People are like, damn. And especially for me, because if you look back, I was the guys on I was not supposed to get out of there. Yeah. I was supposed to be in prison at least until 2025. Oh wow. And then a miracle happened to where, like I said, they fixed my time and I ended up seeing them. Yeah. You know, the um, and that's that's another story, but it's there's a lot to me. And I, I one thing I really care about is mental health. Um, so so not only for the children, but also for us as men yeah. who, who refuse because we're so macho at times, we don't want to show our uh, emotions. You know? Yeah, it's tough because you you know it's you, you get penalized by society yeah. somehow by showing weakness and yeah. it's I tough mean, out I, it's tough for I mean for everyone these days there's mm -hmm. so much pressure and stress I feel like to yeah. succeed and, yeah, yeah on every level yeah. of life you have to you know just it's a lot of pressure. And, I mean, and a lot of people are taking themselves out. I know it's like, wild. It's it's crazy. I mean, but that's again a big reason why I put myself out there. I tell my story. I tell about you know the guy who that killed my mom. I wrote him a letter before I was getting out, and this man stabbed my mom thirty-seven times. Jesus! That's I wrote him a letter. And this is essential to my story in my life that really pushed me. Yeah, I don't want to pry, but please, yeah, um, continue. He, um, so he stabbed my mom 37 times, right? So when they told me that I was going to see parole, there was still something eating at me that I felt uh, I, needed to, I needed to face before I got out of there. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have got out and fucked up. And went and found yeah, him, and because maybe. I'm still angry. Well, no, he's in prison. Oh, he's been God. in prison since 2010. Okay, for that. No, excuse me, 2007, because he he killed my mom in 2007. Oh my God. But um, I wrote the letter. I told my case manager, I was like, "Hey, there's something I have to do," and he's like, "What? I need to write this man a letter. Whether I just write it and give it to you, and we just it just you know, right? It doesn't actually get to him. It. Yeah, we can send it to him." Yeah. Right. And so he's like, hold on, let me call victim's advocate because this might be good for you. And yeah. he knew my anger issues. Like literally, I would snap my everything. Mm. Just because I was angry. I was hurt. I bet. You know? Yeah. So um he calls victim's advocate. Victim's advocate calls his case manager in Lyman Correctional Facility. 
hey, Mr. Cassell wants to write you a letter. Wow. And dude's like, oh, okay, whatever. Oh, shit. And because, I mean, I had sent it. I've been sending people at him in the other prisons. Trying to do a hit on him or some shit? Yeah, I'm writing homies and fucking, hey, fuck this motherfucker up. Wherever he goes, you beat his ass. You know? Yeah, and yeah. It, it, the story was on the news. So everybody knows me. Everybody knows what happened. It was on the news. So people were whooping his ass. So of course he's gonna be like, oh whatever, you know. Um, so anyway, the case manager tells my case manager, yeah, go ahead and write the letter. I'm not sure if he'll read it, but and my case manager t- t- tells him, it's not about that. It's about my client releasing whatever he has going on. So For sure. Or not whatever. Yes. And so when he told me that, I said, okay, how can I write this letter one to work on my mental health and my healing, but also maybe put something in his mind that he can be redeemed somehow in his life. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, people do horrible shit, but they like, there's somehow sometimes they can be forgiven or something. Yeah. Continue. Um, and so when I wrote the letter, I said, and it was, it was pretty much similar to this. It was, I'm not writing this letter for you. I'm writing this letter for me, right? And I said, I'm gonna forgive you for what you did to my mother and what you did to my family, right? And I said, not for you, but for me. And then I turned and said, I hope this letter finds you well and at peace, you know? Right. And I hope that my mom in heaven can forgive you as well for what you did to her, you know? But from this day forth, I have no ill feelings toward you. You know, and people can ask people ask me all the time, how can you not fucking hate a motherfucker who stabbed your mom to death? Because I can't do shit about it. Yeah. No yeah. Besides sitting sit here and, and wallow in my sorrows and hurt and blah blah blah. I can't reach you and choke you to fucking death. So why not move forward in my life? Yeah. I have an opportunity to get out here and be somebody and and, and maybe save somebody else who's going through some shit with my stories. So why not? Right? So um I guess he read the letter. I guess he teared up and cried and stuff like that. But as I wrote that letter, you know those feelings that you get when you just have that mountain coming off of you? Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. It was just like, you know, that tingly feeling that, you know, that just... It's hard to describe, but I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, the shedding. Yeah, you're shedding off that weight Mm -hmm. that you've been holding. I I didn't feel... I didn't feel angry no more. Wow. Right? I didn't I, I still have my little snap times and shit where I'm but that's just me. You know, but I didn't feel resentment or anger or damn my mom is gone and this motherfucker did it and I wasn't there for this and blah blah blah. I didn't feel that no more. You know? That's beautiful. And from there I was able to move forward with my, you know, healing and mental health and stuff like that. So it's like I said, it's it's a it's a lot to my the peeling and unveiling of me, but the type of stuff that I really try to say is more so and and getting in that cage at this state at this age in my life is more so to show people that you can be someone no matter where you're at in life. No matter if you're at rock bottom, I don't give a fuck. You can crawl yourself away up. But you have to have the mindset and the will to do it. People can wrench out a hand and say, yeah, get up. But after that, you have to, all right, how can I move forward? Yeah. 
and having a po- like a positive mental attitude mm-hmm. will is huge um writing that letter that's amazing I, I, because he was kind of holding you back it sounds yeah, like just holding those that grudge which is a right rightful you know nobody would blame you for continuing to do that but you did something for yourself and the type of you know words you're speaking um is exactly the way i try to live my life and Mm -hmm. try to inspire others and you know what you put out there kind of comes back to you so you putting that forgiveness out there to him and you know kind of a love and you what you put out there comes back to you you know and i've the way this world is so crazy that we even exist, you know, and then you hear these, I watch, you know, YouTube documentaries and read books, like we're all vibrations and, yeah. and the, everything is a vibration. And so if you're emitting this negative vibration, then that's what's going to come back to you. And if you put out a positive vibe, that's what comes back to you. So you want to do your best to stay in that positive do you, do you read the uh, the Rhonda Byrne series? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, the I secret. Yeah, I started reading them. I found it on accident while I was away, and it, it God's honest truth. I was in the library, and I was walking like just through the shelves looking for a book, and it fell on the floor, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I picked it up, and I don't know if I bumped this. I don't know if I bumped it. I don't know, but it fell on the floor, and I picked it up, and I was like, "The secret." turned it over and it was talking about you know uh, uh what you put out comes back and the law know, of attraction law of attraction manifestations and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay whatever uh-huh yeah basically so i put it back and i kept walking around and then when i got the books that i wanted and it was some magazines got some magazines and i went up to to check them out and the books on the damn checkout area well and I picked it up and I was like, man, I was like, can I get this? I don't know why it's, you know, but can I get this? And I was like, and I told the, cause one of my friends worked in there at the time. And I was like, did you put this over here? He was like, no. <laughs> and so like, obviously there's a couple of copies. And cause I went back over there and I was like, there's two copies. So this book was sitting up here. Well, that one fell off. But anyway, so I started reading it and stuff, and I'm like, man, this is some powerful. And I started trying some of the things, you know, and and, and it's crazy. Like to this day, I still read them over and over again. The power, um, all of her different series, you know. Okay, I haven't read any of her other series. Uh, there was one other, like it was kind of like a sequel book, but it was written mm-hmm. from someone else. It was called the Moses Code, mm-hmm. and but it's just reiterating, you know, the law of attraction and, right. and the vibration. I read, I saw what the, what the bleep do we know, which mm-hmm. was, was another kind of similar idea of we're all like vibrations. Right. And I mean, I, I make vision boards. It was, it was around the time when I read that book or actually I didn't read the book. I saw the movie and I and I went on my second tour to Iraq and and I was just playing. I was like, all right, let's play with this. Let's see right. what happens. And I'm making vision boards. I'm visualizing. I'm just feeling the feeling and like I have it. And whatever it was was just like the like you know what I love 
is seeing someone win in a fight. Right. Like that moment, that feeling. I don't. I. I can't imagine a better feeling other than, you know, maybe like having a kid or something. But mm-hmm. you put all that work into you. You put everything on the line, and then mm-hmm. when they win, and they're like, ah, that. Yeah. I was kind of try like feeling that feeling, imagining what that felt like while visualizing. You know, I'm sitting on this balcony overlooking a sunset where I can yeah. see to the end of the ocean. And now I live in the mountains. So it's a little different, Yeah. but I sit on my balcony and I look off and I'll see the sunset and, and like Pike's peak. And I, but I can see yeah. maybe like an ocean of pine trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, I didn't quite manifest exactly how I planned <laughs> it, but I also was, given this opportunity, you know, I had the idea for sheath while I was in Iraq, it was on that second tour. It was right around the time I started practicing these principles. And the more I followed that path, you know, the more kind of doors were opening and and it was like, okay, this seems to be working. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep following it. And, you know, law of attraction, you know, yep. you're, this is interesting. I love talking to people who yeah. also have seen and, that and witnessed have you it. Seen and, the negative side of it, though. Tell Bro, me. So here's the thing. My stupid ass. I like to. I like to try shit, right? So you know how she talks about you shouldn't be saying things like "we can't afford" or right. "I don't have" or "there's yeah. not enough," right? Yes. So my stupid ass like to see if this shit actually works. So I found um, some of her other um, parts of the, you know, of that series or whatnot. And I was reading it and shit. And I'm like, I want to see if some actually, you know. And so my wife, Jen, comes up and she's like, uh, and this was around Christmas time last year. And she's like, oh, we got to get this, 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 and this. And I'm like, we can't afford it. Oh, shit. Right? Just to see. Yeah. And literally, weird stuff started happening along that path. Yeah, started, we started losing clientele. Um, it was we went through a path where we only had two and three dogs, and we're only making like maybe a thousand dollars a month. And I and I got to about February or something like that um, of this year, and I was like. I know what the heck happened, you know, and yeah. I'm sitting there thinking about it. And then I told you, I was like, I started saying that we can't, we can't do this. We can't blah, 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 this and that. And then this bad stuff started happening. So then I refocused my mind and started thinking about, you know, and, and manifesting and okay, this is where we, we have this, we have this. I'm so, I'm so grateful that we have this. I'm so grateful. Yes. That, you know, gratitude. This, you know how the mantras goes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, good stuff starts happening you know so it's crazy yeah it's so powerful i don't even fuck around with it like i if i catch myself saying you fucking idiot i'll be like "Ah, stop just don't and and i'm I'm glad we're having this conversation because i I feel (laughs) like i've not like i'm not being negative but i'm also not really 
doing the positive affirmations like I yeah. had been. It's I'm kind of, I meditate a lot, like mm -hmm. every day, and I'm doing transcendental meditation first thing yeah. in the morning, and and that's kind of just like silencing the mind, mm -hmm. and that's fine, that's cool. But I used to only visualize like the positive, and so this it's like. It's not negative, but it's not positive. It's just like it right in the middle. And I'm not sure, like I'm not seeing a lot like progress. And so I want to re-engage in that mm -hmm. practice. And maybe I need to re-watch. I used to watch that movie every morning. I was yeah. in the, I, I would, there was a, you know, I watched the movie, but there was also these deleted scenes with Bob, well, Bob Proctor, he was in the movie. I don't know if you know, if you watched yeah. the movie, but yep. he died recently. Mm -hmm. But um, I would watch his kind of portion of the movie and he would just be in such a positive state of mind and really enthusiastically professing these principles. And just like, you can do it. You know, it's all in your mind and, I would, and I just, I was like, I'm going to fucking roll with this. And I would, right. I did, I used to do it. And I, and I, you know, either it's a coincidence and I was going to be successful, uh, you know, as successful as I am anyways, or, or it worked or some kind of combination of the two. Cause I think even if, you know, people call it like, let's just say bullshit, but if you just if you visualize and you focus on the thing that you want, whether there's magic or not, just focusing on that thing, you're gonna have ideas that are gonna get you closer right. to that vision. And then if you act on those ideas, you know, people have ideas every day, all day, every day. I have a lot of people mm -hmm. that like to tell me their ideas because that we're relatively successful. Sheath is a pretty successful yeah. company and, and people see what's happening and they're like let me tell you what i'm doing right. or what i'm thinking and but mm -hmm. it's like idea after idea after idea but if you're not acting on those ideas then you're just having ideas you got to yep. take action so, the wheel. yeah well yeah and you don't want to be in the same place same you know spot. so you need to take the steps that you know you might say god is giving you these ideas mm -hmm. but you have to take the action and yep. you know the universe likes speed when you have the inspiration you act and yep. <sighs> it's but it's all the mind is also very tricky because it is <laughs> so i, I don't well, know I, sometimes if it's like yeah. You're trying to be positive, and then there's these little things that just creep in in the middle of your positivity, and you're like, get, get. get. Yeah, yeah. And I've been, I have actually gotten infested to an extent with like negative thinking mm -hmm. lately. I have to, it's hard to maintain a positive outlook. It's maybe if, and you might have some negative people in your life or somebody that might say, you need to be realistic. I don't want to mm -hmm. be realistic. I'm yeah. trying to live a dream. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and that's when you kind of reposition yourself, you know, um, and take time for self. 
You know, I, I, I've heard it a couple of times where they're like, especially with a nonprofit, like literally it's me and my wife. We have um, a fundraising director now, but everything else we do, you know, yeah. people are like all these different organizations out there. You guys ain't going to do this and you ain't going to do that. And even you're, you're 39 years old and you're still going in the cage. You're going to get hurt and blah, blah, blah. And this is going to happen. But I, I sit there and I tell people like, you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. You know? So I sometimes don't even, you reposition yourself. Yeah, I don't like hearing people telling, like trying to tell me what they think mm-hmm. in my life is going to amount to or if I'm going to... I don't want to hear your negative you know, opinion. Don't... Right. I, you, I, I want to... I, I like to surround myself with other people who have this type of mentality and maybe it, we are living living in a fantasy land but a lot of the people that i associate with are rel- they're pretty successful also mm-hmm. and they do this shit and it's mm-hmm. funny how many people that are successful they, they're not negative they're like playing this game they're manifesting and we talk yeah. about all these types of whatever principles that we practice to and it's sometimes it is just a mantra like me and my friend he owns a kava bar here in town i don't hang out with him enough anymore but we would go on hikes and we would he would have this card and he's like i'm a i'm a money manifester like all the like i i'm a lot of positive reinforcing statements about reality and you know, everything I touch turns to gold, but not so simplified like that, but kind of yeah. in that direction. And I swear we would we would go, you know, we're in Colorado, so you have all these 14ers. I haven't done yeah. it in quite a few years, but we would go do these 14ers. And, you know, we have our company and sales you watch the sales because you're at home and you're watching the sales all day and they're they're like they're okay but we the days where we would go out and do this shit and our phones would be like no cellular service we'd come back and then the sales would be up it'd be like we would have some of our best days of sales on days where we went and just played with this magic so i believe in it um you know it sounds like you have been working at it for a few years now and it's kind of materializing, you know, and I know it takes these, you know, it took me like 10 years to kind of get to where I am, where I'm paying myself. It didn't take quite that long, but it took a while, actually, whatever, five, six years of believing. And there was, so many documentaries, but you got to, you got to also like, you got to do the thing and then you got to kind of just let the momentum of that thing that you're building happen. Cause you, it's going to take a little while, you know, you see, you kind of also have to have this patience to let it build and you can't force it. You can't be like, well, I need it done like tomorrow. Well, that's a tree takes, you know, time to grow from the seed, plant the seed and let the tree grow. Of course, exactly. it still needs like ten, tending and stuff metaphorically, but this is very cool. I'm very happy that we have been able to talk. Um, can you tell me more about where it's positive 
What is it called? Yeah, so it's, it's positive, P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E. Yeah. PAC, it's spelled P-A-C, Service Foundation. So, um, and that's, we have a website, um, which is literally that plus.org. So okay. You've already seen the Facebook. Um, yeah. We're trying to build the Instagram. Um, but I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's what I've always wanted. Well, know? and what, where, where is it at now? And kind of like, what is your vision for the next you know, year or two or whatever? Um, so I think we're climbing for lack of a better way to put it. At first we were a little stagnant on that, on this side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and more so because trying to understand how nonprofit charities work, you know, I had to really shift my brain from business to this side of it, you know, and understand that, okay, we have to rely on, uh, fundraising donations, corporate sponsors and partnerships and all that stuff. Um, so it's climbing. Um, once we had that first one pumpkin, which is the yellow lab, the white yellow lab you see a lot of on the, on there. Um, and her match, um, is a child named Titus. Um, yeah, yeah. Titus has a rare brain disease. Um, so his left side didn't form. Mm. So he lost the, you know, the whole left side can't see well, all that stuff. Right. So once, we got him and his parent involved and then matched him with pumpkin. Things started to come. People started to really see that we were serious. Right. Um, so then she started helping with fundraising and stuff. And then um, now we have these other two boys. Right. So and then I've been I've been on the radios kind of, you know, speaking about this, um, talking with you. I have a chance to go on Channel 7 uh, mile high living. Have you heard of that? Um, no, but we have, I think we have like a version of that here in the Springs, Colorado yeah. Springs. Um, it's like local Ryan, news. Yeah. With Ryan Frazier. No, but it's been a while since I went on there, but they let like local yeah. community right. people come on and yeah. talk about what they're doing. We got, we got a chance to do that. Um, so right now it's, 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 it's building. Where I think that we will be in a couple years, um, I would say bigger than we are now. Yeah. Uh, that's for a better, a lack of a way to put it. I think with the momentum that I'm putting in um, and now, so Tito's handmade vodka for dog people, um, they have sponsored us for our silent auction that we're having December 11th. So they gave us like a bunch of promotional stuff. Um, bunch of vodka and, or what? Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, golf stuff, like all kinds of stuff with their stuff on it. Right. Nice. Um, and then a couple of other corporates, they're all kind of watching this. Um, and yeah. one, because they love my story. Yeah. Two, because everyone loves what I'm doing for the children. Totally. So um, huge. So they're like they're telling the our fundraising coordinator Melissa, who also is the mother of Titus, that hey, you know maybe in the future we can talk about monetary stuff, but right now here's some promotional stuff to do for your you know silent auction blah blah blah, which is still good you know. Um, I also have an opportunity to speak with um, these people used to work for Freedom Service Dogs, 
and they left for some odd reason. There was a big issue, whatever. I went to a meeting with my mentor um, who used to work with them as well, who taught me service dog training and all the skills about it and stuff like that. And how long did you do that? This, the training? Because you were you were in for like 20 years, you said, but like yeah, how long so were you in? Yeah, in and out, yeah. In but out, uh, right. the service dog stuff I did for about two years. The okay. dog training I did for about six. Oh, yeah, okay. So you're um, And then when I came home, I did the rest of it. Um, but so there's a, there's a couple that live out in the, in the mountains in Conifer um, that used to work for Freedom. And they're wanting to have a conversation with myself and my wife about how maybe they can help. Yeah. So again, it's all we can do. All I can do is continue to train these dogs and help the people that I'm helping and the, the companies and the people on the outside will continue to, Hey, we love what you're doing. Here you go. This is how, you know, in the meantime, you know, me and Jen started this and some people, again, people ask like, how do you survive? Right. We have our dog training business, but as far as this, to me, it's not about that. Yes, the money's going to come, the donations, the sponsorships, the partnerships. Great. I am fulfilled by training these puppies to become service dogs for these kids who can't get it. Yeah, there's something. Pay a dime. What was the last thing about a dime? Their what? parents don't pay me a dime. Oh, right. They, okay. I mean, they, you know, will help their dogs with stuff or whatever. If they want to give me stuff, they do. But I don't tell them to because I don't want it. Yeah. And I I mean, the mentally disabled children, there's something like, it's like, what can I fucking do? There's nothing right. I can do to help them. But you're providing a way to, for like, the ordinary people and maybe businesses to provide help. Cause you look at them and you're like, I don't know, there's something you want to help. Right. And right. if there's a way to help this, it sounds like you're offering a way to help these kids by giving them a dog that they're going to love. And it's going to provide yeah, companion. companion. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love this. Yeah, exactly. And then on the, on the, uh, the sponsors and, and the corporates and stuff like that who get involved, your company is involved in a great cause. Yeah. So then people then turn and say, who is this? For instance, sheep people. Yeah. Oh, damn, let me look this up. Oh, they do this and this. Oh, they do. Oh, let me get some of this from them. Yeah. Now everybody's helping each other grow. Even yeah. More. Even though you guys are big as hell or, you know, bigger. Um, that's how I see it. Yeah. You know, no, it, it, get it, on board it. with me are involved in a great cause and they're being seen as well yeah it's a win-win yeah it's a totally win-win yeah. when i mean a lot of people won't give a donation unless they're making sure somebody else is watching like <laughs> you see me giving money to these people over here right. you see i'm a good person uh yeah, I, I mean you know. and also what a great time to give it's the end of the year taxes are coming up you need a tax write-off yeah you go. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to think about it that way. No, yeah. You want to give it to the government where they're going to waste it probably? Right. Or do you want to give it to a good cause? And then yeah. you get your, your tax receipt, your write-off, your deduction because we are registered 5013C. Yeah. And there you go. Now you feel great about yourself. You know. I like it. And we, so, you know, I, I, um, we actually just did a deal with, if you, if you look on our YouTube which this will be on some, you know, this is on my channel, the Robert Patton Global Channel, but the Sheath Channel, we just commissioned a guy 
and it was this was all for men's mental health awareness. And we actually have a pair of underwear that we created and dedicated to go towards that cause where 25% of the proceeds go to men's mental health awareness, Movember. I'm sure you've heard of Movember. Mm-hmm. Um, and Into the Dark Blue. But we basically funded this, this dude went to Greenland, which is like Iceland, but Greenland yeah. where it's like ice, right? And found a uh, iceberg. He took a whole team of people and he had to train for like months to learn how to swim in freezing water. And he swam to the bottom of an iceberg and like basically acted like he was holding it up and uh, signifying like holding the weight of the world on your shoulders or whatever and, and swimming into the deep, the depth of the mind where you know we were talking about earlier a lot of guys are committing suicide for whatever reasons the pressures of the world these days mm-hmm. and not living up to you know whatever expectations they might have for themselves but uh he did an amazing job on, on this at the on this video and he's been shopping it out to all these different news networks and magazines and and it's to promote men's mental health awareness where, you know, people should not be ashamed to get like help for themselves yeah. and stuff. But just talking to you, that is no like guarantee, but we've wanted to do some sort of dog pair, mm-hmm. you know? So if we could come up with a cool design yeah. and then we were thinking about donating to this wolf sanctuary or uh, some sort of, uh, I want to go there so bad. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Even you howl, howl at them, they'll howl back at you. But we want, we definitely want to provide some sort of monetary, you know, funding towards this cause of like helping dogs themselves and then just the kids with mental disabilities and stuff that just, I have like a soft spot, uh, spot in my heart, spot, soft spot in my heart for them. So, well, you and I will definitely continue this conversation, you know, when we end here and, and, um, I have a design team. There's not even really anything you would have to do other than, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and hopefully we can help, facilitate some some extra funding to go towards this cause because i think what you're doing is great i love your attitude and your mentality and sounds like the universe kind of chose you to take this on the book just fell out you know and and the library and then was on the the desk when you were checking out so i'm loving it my mom always said that i would be great She's like, you're going to be great. You're going to be great in your life and this and that. And I, I never knew what she was talking about, you know, until recently. It's crazy. She, she was right. Our, yeah. our, uh, my mom always has always believed in me, even at my worst, you know. So uh, yeah. shout out to the moms. And I, I really appreciate you coming on here tonight yeah. on Friday night. We're uh, This is a great conversation. I appreciate you yeah, coming on to tell your story. I wish you like all the luck in the cage when if you are you going to be fighting again uh, i believe in april for a ccc okay i yeah. might have to come come out to that sometimes we go all you know and, and watch the fights for that yeah. and then also we'll just we're in contact now on messenger 
Yeah. I'm I'm not joking about the, the, the doing a pair where the proceeds could you know, portion of the proceeds can go to your cause. We've definitely been talking about it for a while. So having this conversation will probably I'm I'll bring it up with my team and a cool dog pair. We just I mean we gotta come up with a cool pair where people will wanna right. buy the pair, but also knowing that a portion of the proceeds will go to this cause, mm-hmm. I think that will help also and and then I it's funny because our existing customers, which we have, you know, hundred thousand plus sheep customers, they just buy it anyways because they'll be like, "Ooh, cute dog!" And then portion of the proceeds still go. So it, they'll, regardless, we always sell every pair that we make. We're very fortunate in that way. So I think this, you know, is a, a great encounter. It's good. Uh, it's like the law of attraction drew us together yeah so uh let's let's make something happen positive out of it then oh yeah definitely all right well um i will continue we'll we'll continue this conversation after we stop recording but thank you so much for coming on um positive pac service foundation is where you can people can to find you maybe donate or help in any way they can and we will uh, also be doing the same thing keith cassell thank you for coming on thank you for having me appreciate it